0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Monday morning. So it's a pretty busy evening in, well, I guess you could say day in Tokyo because they're so far ahead of us. But for us, it was overnight hours, but a lot of progress while we slept. It is
1: 14 hours to be specific. They are ahead of us. They're across the international dateline, so it's already Tuesday over there, but Yes, some very interesting events going on. USA women's soccer, one of the crown jewels of women's sports, does not get the chance to play for the gold medal. Beaten by Canada on a penalty kick, which occurred during regulation play. Canada won USA nothing, so the USA women's soccer team will play for the bronze medal. USA women's basketball team, unlike past years, is not blowing away the competition. Now they are winning. They beat France last night overnight, uh, 93 to 82, but it's a game in which the USA ladies were trailing in the fourth period. The game has caught up with the women too, just as it has with the men. Speaking of the men, they play very late tonight into the wee hours, and they're playing Spain again. This will be a very interesting match because they played Spain in an exhibition game in Las Vegas and beat the Spaniards, So the Spaniards are all NBA players. <laughs> so it's these guys all know each other. It'll be an awfully tough challenge for USA, as will every game from here on in, because this is the knockout round. This is the quarterfinals. Lose, sayonara. You're out of there. Uh, interesting matchups going on, though, and it is a very, very good Olympic competition for the USA team, challenges for them.
0: I know you got some time on me, but, uh, you know, as far as I can remember back, the U.S. dominates. And we are in the medals. We still are leading, which is good as far as the total medals goes. But you think the rest of the world's catching up? Oh, I don't think there's any
1: question about it. Part of it is because we have gone to these other countries, we being the USA, and taught them what we excel in here all except pro football, although that may change. <laughs> uh, but baseball, USA and Japan playing yeah. as we speak, the fact of the matter remains, it's all, it's a different level of competition now. The world has caught up. They can play basketball as well as, or maybe even better in some cases. Baseball, as we speak, Japan leads the United States a two to nothing. The winner gets to play for the gold, the loser for the bronze. So you're saying, wait a minute, these are major leaguers. Well, they are ex-major leaguers for the most part. And when you consider that maybe the best baseball player in the world is Shoei Otani of the Los Angeles Angels, who happens to be Japanese and is not playing in these games, that tells you how good the level of competition is.
0: Baseball in Japan is insane. Um, One more thing about the Olympics. We do have a local gal that is competing, and she got her chance yet. She has uh, had her heat race and won it. She won the heat uh, uh,
1: steeplechase run. You're making reference to Courtney Frerichs from Nixa, and she was a dominant winner. She ran away from the field, but that's not indicative of what's going to happen in the gold medal round, which will be coming up on Wednesday. These runners, when they get to the Heat, it's the final three in most cases. In some cases, it's the final five. But when they look over their shoulder, hey, I've got this thing, they slow up a little bit, so... But the fact of the matter remains, she did win her heat and won it substantially. I got the biggest kick out of listening to her afterwards. The announcer said, this is a quote now, the announcer said, It's triple-digit heat here in Tokyo. Did that bother you at all, Courtney? She said, come on, I'm from Missouri. I'm used to this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and uh, yeah, we were all used to it last week. Thank God we got a break from it today, that's for sure. Um, U.S. basketball, you mentioned a little bit earlier. uh, What's on the schedule for them? They play very late tonight,
1: and that's our time. It's, of course, in the early evening in Japan when they play, but it'll be very late tonight against Spain. The Spanish team is very, very good. They're They're uh, all veteran NBA players, Ricky Rubio and the Gasol brothers and any number of others who have bench roles with the Los Angeles Lakers and the Utah Jazz and people like that. But they are capable basketball players and they are the reigning world champions from 2019. They are older and they did lose to Slovenia in one of the pool play rounds. Well that's no big deal because Slovenia happens to be a tremendous basketball team with Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks leading the way. But the the bottom line is this, the USA is going to have a heck of a challenge with this team. Did beat them in Las Vegas in an exhibition game but Uh, The USA pros will really need to work together and get some scoring to win this one
0: tonight. So did the St. Louis Cardinals gain any ground over the weekend?
1: They did not. They're treading water. did take two out of three from the Minnesota Twins. That's, uh, Mike, the biggest disappointment in all of baseball is the Minnesota Twins. They were picked to be a contender and maybe get to the World Series from the American League Central Division. And they're dead last. They haven't played well at all. And as a matter of fact, they've unloaded a number of members of their team in the trade. Anyway, Minnesota uh, takes one of three from the Cardinals. Cardinals did lose a game on Saturday, but won Friday and win yesterday's game. But they're treading water. They're still nine and a half games behind the Milwaukee Brewers, who are also winning, and the Cincinnati, Brit- uh, Cincinnati Reds, who also are winning. So the fact of the matter remains you've got to do more than that. The time has come now you have less than sixty games remaining in the season. You've got to start winning on a on a regular basis and hope that you get some help with the other team. Now the Cardinals do have a number of games remaining with the Brewers. I think it's thirteen the last I I think that's what it is. But over this month, August and September, they'll be playing the Brewers quite a bit. Therein lies the big chance to gain ground.
0: Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, But uh, yeah, I think I'm right there with you with the uh, treading water analogy. Um, You know, the Royals last week were handing some uh, L's to a very tough Chicago White Sox team. So I was kind of hoping, man, maybe they will get back to 500. Well, those hopes are all but gone because they did not have a good time in Canada. Yeah, Mike,
1: the uh, Royals go to Toronto to help the Blue Jays open up uh, their first visit to Canada in almost two years, playing at the Rogers Centre, big crowds on hand. Toronto's a very good team, and the Royals do get swept by this Toronto ball club. Not at all uh, inexcusable or anything like that, because Toronto's very good. They're a good, solid-hitting team. You have all sorts of power and that's what the that's what the blue jays thrive on is is the power aspect of their game their pitching is adequate they're going to give the Tampa Bay Rays and the Boston Red Sox and probably the Yankees. A whole lot of difficulty down the stretch and may even win that doggone thing themselves. So for Kansas City to go in there and lose all the games, sure, it's not what you wanted, but not all that much of a surprise.
0: Would you say that's one of the toughest divisions in baseball right now? It is
1: maybe the best.
0: Yeah, that's what I would... You you name those teams and they're uh, up at the top for sure. Um, You know, there was a lot of noise as far as the trading deadline last week. And some pretty interesting signings and last minute, let's get this done. But the Mets didn't want to sign someone. What's the deal with that? Yeah,
1: that's their number one draft choice. And this is a little known facet of baseball and the free agency and the, and the draftees. You have to sign them by the end of July. That is the rule. I don't think too many people realize that. And it really doesn't come into play because most of those kids, if not all of them, do sign. But the Mets did not come to a final agreement with Kumar Rocker. The All-America from Vanderbilt and their, their top prospect because they felt that Rocker had some shoulder and arm problems. Well, if that's the case, why did you draft him number one? But that's beside the point. They could not sign him. Therefore, Rocker becomes kind of in limbo for the next uh, year, so to speak, because he, ha- he can play independent baseball. He can't play uh, from a professional standpoint as such. So he'll play independent ball and then go back into the draft again next year. And no telling. But now the Mets, because of that, because they didn't sign him, they do get a compensatory pick somewhere along the line next year. But that doesn't help them anyway. This this kid, Rocker, is a pretty good pitcher. But they felt he had some physical problems. So they said, uh, well, we'll hold on.
0: God, it must be saying something if you don't want to just try and develop him. And that they look at the guy and they say, we can't, we can't change anything or develop him. I don't know. Sucks for him, sucks for them, sucks for everyone. But you know what? I'm a Cardinals fan, not a Mets fan, so I don't care. Ned, have a great Monday, sir.